This is the MyMac Podcasting Network. Google buys Motorola and pisses off HTC and Samsung. And HP throws in the towel. It's tech fan number 43. It is time for another exciting edition of Tech Fan and David Cohen in England. How exciting is it to be able to do a show like Tech Fan where we talk about technology and so much is going on right now? Highlight of my week, I'll tell you. Oh man, I just I'm loving it. Before we get started though, I you know I don't do this enough. I want to give a shout out to uh, Kevin Reeves. Kevin did our theme music. We've had it since day one. We didn't launch TechFan without it. And did we? I think we had it from day one, didn't we? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe we did. And uh, I, I just love it. It's it's a fantastic theme. Of course, Kevin is Kevin Reeves is also the guy who did the original MyMac theme, which I still dig a lot. And, uh, I, you know, I just want to give him a... You know, look, he didn't do it for free this time, though. <laughs> yeah. I paid yeah, the brother, got- you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I paid the brother. He and he yeah. hooked me up. <laughs> well, you know, he 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 got your number off the first uh, the first one they did for you. That's yeah, you know, and uh, but look, you you have to pop, you have to pay for quality stuff. That's absolutely. You know, you don't get anything for free in this life usually. Um, and the things that you do get for free, David, usually you have to work at it to get there. You know. Yep, and sometimes the things you get for free are not the same as the things you pay for. So I am, maybe I'm mistaken, but I don't think when we did the show last week, which was just a week ago, that Google had bought Motorola yet, did they? Or had they done that already and we just didn't talk about it? Um, let's see, when was it? I was, no, I think it was... Or it was like the I, same I day. Yeah, I think it might have been the same day because... Um, I, I mean, I get most of my news for that sort of stuff. There's certainly most of the discussion about it from podcasts, and, and I was a bit behind last week. Um, so I, I can't – and also it was last week was my last day at work before I, I went on holiday, so um, I was kind of a little bit distracted. So I I want to say, yeah, it was pro- – if, if, if it wasn't last week, it was Monday. It might have been Monday. I think it might have been Monday. It just goes by so fast yeah. sometimes. It really does. So yeah, um, yeah it was. Yeah, I was think Monday, I think it yeah. was Monday. In fact, I know yeah. it was uh, because I was driving into Chicago early, early, early Monday morning, and when I got there, pulled up a couple web pages. That was all the big news. Yeah. So that's going to be the big news on this show, as well as obviously HP. So, but we're going to start with Google buys Motorola's um, cell phone division, basically their mobile department. They didn't yeah. buy all of Motorola, and I think that some people are assuming that they bought all of Motorola. They didn't. Motorola actually makes a lot of different things. For instance, David, the cable modem I'm using right now is a Motorola unit, and Google does not own that. No. No, it's it's mobile, It's what used to be known as the mobile devices division. And you know why so. the Motorola spun off the mobile division? Because it was dragging the rest of the company down in profit and loss. The, the mobile division within Motorola has been losing money over and over and over. So what's do, Google do? Well, let's see. They go and pay $12.5 billion for it. For a division of Motorola that's never made any money. Hmm. That's, the, uh, let's be, that's a good gig if you can get it. Well, it's good for Motorola. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were uh, falling over themselves to take that deal. I here's the thing: I, the, the problem there's been so much fud talked about the internet since this happened about why Google might want to do this, um, and there's been a lot of crap sort of thrown around about patents and patent portfolios. And I, I kind of I did comment on Twitter. I said, "Why is everyone talking about this?" Like. Um, Patent, the number of patents you own is like hit points, and the one with the most is always going to win. I mean, you know, a patent has to apply to 
an idea and you have to be using the idea or somebody else has to be using the idea to make the passive valuable. Well, Motorola um, does have a lot of patents in that mm, arena, if you will. But and yeah, they've, They're and, getting and, sued because they're violating other people's patents and now they own patents. They can turn around and say, hey, we have these patents, you have those patents. Let's just call it good and ignore all these patent crap. But you know what? Everyone's been kind of assuming that... that um, and Google kind of made some noises about this that uh, Google wanted Motorola's patent portfolio as a defense against the lawsuits that Apple and Microsoft are, are launching against uh, Google against Google Android manufacturers. Yeah, and, and I don't but believe it. No, I don't believe that either because you know what? If those patents, the patents that Motorola own, if they were worth any money in in terms of taking Apple or Microsoft to the cleaners for their mobile devices, then Motorola would have sued them to. Uh, to heck and back years ago, uh, and would not want, would not want to sell those patents because they'd be so valuable. So here's HTC, and here's oh, who's the other big one? Samsung. They're making tablets. They're making phones. It's based on the open source um, Android platform. All of a sudden, Mo- Google buys Motorola. That's got <laughs> that's got to scare the crap out of HTC and Samsung. Well, you no? know what? I, I actually think um, I think both HTC and HTC and Samsung must be smelling their armpits at the moment, thinking, you know, do we, do we stink or something? Because first of all, Motorola, uh, Microsoft partnered with Nokia to um, create Windows mobile smartphones. Yep. And they're their primary partner now. And in the past, both HTC and Samsung have made Windows mobile phones. Um, and now Google's done this. That basically, you know, however open Android is purported to be, and I, I don't think it's any, ever been as open as a lot of people think it is, um, it's clear that Google are pursuing a strategy of let's control the software and let's also have um, a hardware channel as well in the same way that Apple does. Um, it's clear that Google thinks that's the only way to actually succeed in this space. So, uh, yeah, HTC and Samsung are kind of frozen out at this point. And um, I, if I were them, yes, I'd be somewhat concerned. I'm pulling up some information. That's why you hear me typing. Okay, so in the first quarter of this year, Google made $2.3 billion in profit. So they need to work a year and a half at Google just to afford the amount of money they just paid to buy Motorola. A year and a half worth of their profits for a division of Motorola that didn't make any money. That there's no enthusiasm from anybody in Motorola's handheld products. It, they were kind of an also-ran when it came to the Android handheld. Samsung was really... Well, Samsung and HTC was uh, arguably taking the lead there. Uh, yeah. They haven't it, done anything. I mean, what's the last thing Samsung... Or, I'm sorry, Motorola's really hit a home run with? The Razer. The Razer, yeah. Yeah. How long ago was the Razer? It was four, four years? five years at least. Five? Yeah. Um, and, and certainly the... Well, it, it was the big phone just before the iPhone came out. Yeah, sure. I uh, wanted one, uh, and the iPhone pretty much torpedoed that entire subset of of hand handsets because <laughs> Hand- uh, you know, if it, well, <laughs> yeah, because basically the uh, you know who wants who wants a flip phone nowadays when uh, when you can have a smartphone. So um, so yeah, that that's a that's a real problem. Uh, what did they buy? Their manufacturing capability? They didn't have to spend twelve point five billion dollars to do that. All they had to do is go to China. Well, I th- I think in the U.S. Motorola has a pretty strong pretty strong brand. Yeah. Um, it's it's certainly I mean it is stronger there than it is anywhere else. Uh, over here in Europe, most people don't. They kind of knew the Razer, but most people don't really see Motorola as a big handset manufacturer. It's certainly not their primary market. So I can only assume that Google thought that the brand has some value. Um, Motorola certainly has spent a fair amount of money on marketing over the last couple of years, so um, maybe maybe they feel the brand is worth something. But, but they haven't billion. made a profit. They haven't made any money. I mean, it comes back down to the fact that Motorola, that division, would have gone bankrupt and out of business 
had they not been owned by a larger company, they were losing yeah. money every quarter. Yeah, I, I, I can only assume that Google believes that the combination of their software together with Motorola's hardware produces something that's stronger than some of its parts. I mean, the problem Google has with Android is that it's open source, they don't sell licenses for it, and um, you know the numbers coming out are basically saying they make 6 to $10 a year off, off each uh, Android user in terms of kind of search-related search advertising. I mean, they make nothing off them. Um, so uh, perhaps their strategy is is to to have a, a, a hardware manufacturer and actually sell directly branded Google phones where they can actually, you know, uh, receive Apple-like income for each device sold. But they already did that. Well, they, yeah, but they, they they partnered, didn't they? But they've not been able to actually sell if they if they sell a Google phone with Android on it, then they will get all of the revenue, and they own Motorola. They they will get all the revenues and income coming from the sale of that phone to each user. But they're competing with themselves with HTC and Samsung because they're not operating Android in a vacuum. They're letting everybody put it on their phone. So now they're competing with them with their partners. Well, now they have a situation where they if they want to, they could fork Android. So they retain the open source version, but actually they put all the all the cool new stuff into um into their own version that, that's available on their devices, and I, it wouldn't surprise me if that's their play because there's uh, there's already been talk of them doing that in the tablet space because Honeycomb, which is the version of Android that runs on tablets, has never been made available. The source code for that's never been made available to anybody. So I, I suspect they they're going to kind of split it into two, um, and yeah, HTC and Samsung will probably be frozen out. I I, I don't. <laughs> Wow, there's so many different plays here. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what Samsung brings to the table. They don't manufacture these things themselves. That's all outsourced to China, right? Who, Motorola? Yeah. Uh, I think they have some manufacturing capacity. Um, so I, what do you I, get so, with so, Motorola? So they, Engineers? They, 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 well, yeah, they have, they have chip designers because um, they're, though whether how much... How much of that chip design know-how sits? Wait a minute, the but moment. that but that the chip design is not what they bought. Well, yeah, it's. I guess the question would be is how much of that of uh, the kind of the chip design that goes into a mobile phone handset sits within the mobile devices division, um, rather than being from the the um, you know the the kind of the silicon divisions of Motorola. Um, I would imagine that it depends on how they structured it. I would imagine some of the radio engineers and stuff sit within mobile devices and don't sit within. The general chip chip fabrication business. Looking, the, looking over the last, let's just say three years. No, you know what? Let's go back five years. Five years in Motorola handset handset history, other than the Razer and other Me Too Google phones. What have they done? May, maybe the little Bluetooth earpiece things. Yeah, I mean. I, I can't see why anybody would spend that much. Look, if it was like a billion, I'd be like, yeah, okay. But 12 and a half billion, a year and a half worth of profits. Well, yeah, I, I guess I, I'm not sure whether that, whether the profit profit number really is, is most businesses don't operate like Apple where they sit on a big cash reserve and Google certainly never has. Never has. I mean, if you consider their market capitalization, which is obviously what um, you know where they get their funding from, because they sell shares in the company, it's way above two and a half billion. It's um, you know it's five hundred twenty-five and thirty billion dollars. So um, that that's that's well, that's where they get the the money to pay for this sort of deal. But uh, interestingly enough, I'm seeing here on TechCrunch that actually the since they bought Motorola on Monday, they're um, Together with the the downs in the market generally, they've actually lost seventeen point four billion in market share in market cap. So uh, they've lost more in market value in a week's trading than the entire amount they they're going to pay for Motorola. So um, those sort of fluctuations, I think, you know, in in terms of the size of the company and what the company's worth, twelve and a half billion is still fairly small potatoes. Um, but it does does seem to be an awful lot of money. 
Um, but then, <laughs> but then, let's face it. You know, Microsoft paid a similar sort of sort of, similar sort of quantity for Skype, didn't they? And we, we can't really figure that one out either. So, Motorola did. You know, Microsoft did. Uh, Microsoft paid that for for Skype. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And it's um, the worst so, version of Skype in the world now. It's just absolutely what? horrendously terrible. It's just. It's beyond belief how bad Skype is now compared to the way it used to be. You can't say that while we're using Skype. It's It's got the worst Red? user interface that I've ever seen in any kind okay. of VoIP software. It's yeah. just terrible. Right. L- listeners, you probably will lose this podcast for sure. Yeah, I'm going to be doing it alone because David will be cut <laughs> off. Um, yeah, look, I, I, Microsoft only makes that sort of deal. Google only makes this sort of deal. They, they think they have a plan that's going to you know, far far outweigh in terms of revenues and value what they're going to spend. Yeah, how's that um, worked out for uh, Microsoft lately? Well, we'll just have to see. I mean, I think these things will take time to develop. Um, you know, you look at you look at when HP bought Palm. It took them two, three years to actually get. Yeah, products we'll get to that part in a minute. <laughs> that's that's yeah, after the break. Probably, probably not the best example, but nevertheless, it, I think there's a two-year cycle at least where you actually see the fruits of these deals. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. Google presumably thinks that it knows what it's doing. Um, and um, what I do find interesting from this is, is obviously, um, you know, Apple's dominance of the market and Apple's position in the market is starting to seriously affect the decisions other large companies are making. Absolutely, um, And that is... That is kind of new territory for Apple um, because, you know, they've dominated in the music industry and the, uh, the, the music player space and iTunes and that sort of thing, really, but actually causing other electronics and consumer electronics companies to shift strategy on the basis of what Apple's doing is, is something we've not really seen for a while. Um, so uh, it is, it, you know, it, you, can't, you see these things, you kind of think, wow, it's really on now, you know. If you were HTC and or Samsung or any other Android device maker, are you worried right now? I, I would imagine so. Um, I, I'm sure they're trying to strengthen their relationships with um, all the different players to yeah. try and make sure that they, they you know... As as they're in the best position as possible, but you you've got to obviously that I don't want to imagine they know anyone's uh, Google strategy any better than anyone else does. But oh, I'm so, sure they don't. Um, the, you know they've they've really got to be in a position where um, you know I mean ACC in some ways you know they make phones for everybody, so they will probably try and rely on the fact that you know they have broad manufacturing capacity for various different partners. Um, but there, this this could signal the change. You know, it could be that everyone's trying to dive into the, you know, own the entire um, device chain from software to hardware, um, and obviously and then the application ecosystem as well. And that really does pose a threat, I would imagine. Well, that's to, what uh, we've talked about in the past. That the only way you're really going to compete with Apple is if you own the hardware and the software, and yeah. the delivery mechanism. That's really the key to the good soup, right? Yeah. So, well, I, it is. You yeah. still have you still have to execute, though. Absolutely. It's not just a case of having all those components. And what we're going to talk about off the break is a real, um, a very strong indication of that. Well, let's uh, let's take our first break here, David. I also want to talk a little bit about what's going on with Nintendo as well. So we'll be yeah, right okay. back after this break. I was listening to a podcast and it was long. It was just so long they kept talking. I went for a five mile run, still they kept talking. Remember the last time you listened to a podcast and they just kept going and going and going? Remember how you mowed your lawn and they were still talking? You then rode your bike for 20 miles, you helped the neighbor rebuild his engine, you waxed the car, you washed the dog, you washed your neighbor's dog, and they still were talking. Hi, I'm Scott from Pocket Size Podcast, available at MyMac.com. You will never have that experience with us. We're all about short. We're all about pocket. We're Pocket Size Podcast. We're about Apple iOS devices. If you like iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, you'll love us, and we'll love you too. Just not for a very long time. Hey, Scott. Uh, yeah? Shut up already. We're supposed to keep it short. (sighs) Yes, yes we are. Find us at MyMac.com, the Pocket Size Podcast. Okay, David, uh, second of three little uh, segments here on the Tech Fan Podcast. And oh, by the way, 
I didn't mention it last week because I honestly I didn't notice it last week, but last week was the 42nd edition of Tech Fan, and that's exactly how many OWC radios I did before I left and started Tech Fan. So, yeah, so, so Tech Fan is technically a longer running show than my OWC stint. Okay, so let's let's just get this straightforward. I don't need to worry that you're going to cancel the show next week, then. Well, that was that was the else. fourth segment of the show. <laughs> I was gonna, you know, you know, here's something funny. I actually had a a, a dream maybe a week or two ago, and in the dream, Guy and Gas came to me and said they just didn't want to podcast anymore. They were just burned out. They didn't want to do it. They're they're sick of podcasting. And so the next show effectively was going to be their last. So I was what? in the. Yeah, I yeah. was in. What the, sort of stupid idiot would ever contact you and say that to you, Tim? I know. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> For those who don't know, it's exactly what happened with David um, a while back, a couple of years ago. Um, <laughs> so I was in a quandary. Now the difference, though, then was when you had to leave the MyMac show for outside reasons. Yeah. Guy was still there, but of course panicked because I couldn't do the MyMac show because it was a conflict of interest with OWC yeah. Radio, for which I was being paid for, and Guy didn't have anybody else to do the show with. So he's Guy is not a solo podcaster. It's it's just not his thing. Oh, he he would quite freely admit that. In fact, oh, absolutely. Gaz Gaz is away at the moment. He's been saying, "I don't want to do this on my own." Somebody come on with me. Yes, absolutely. Um. But Gaz is back now, so yeah. Um, then I, I was the one that reached out to Gaz to gauge his interest, and so that's how Gaz got on the MyMac show, and their chemistry just has kind of evolved organically. But it left me in my dream trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Did I want to then drop the MyMac show for good, which is one of the longest running podcasts on the planet, David? Mm-hmm. Yep. Or do we drop Tech Fan and then you and me just simply move over and start doing the MyMac show? I don't know what the resolution in my dream was, but it wasn't one that I was enjoying much because I really love doing Tech Fan and MyMac is way, way too constrained of a topic for me to do just that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was it was a terrible dream. Guy and Gaz don't ever quit, please. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not just from my mental well-being, but because I really lis- listen and enjoy you guys on the show. So let's get to our second segment. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, as anybody that's been listening since then knows, I did an entire segment with David on the HP touchpad. And that was episode 41, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and you gave it a mediocre rating, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I said, you know, I like the device. It's definitely not an iPad. I would never recommend it over an iPad, but it's about 60% there. And if you also remember, David, I said what I would hope HP would do is completely ignore sales figures for two years and pour the resources and grow the brand to make it what it could be. And here we are. And here we are, and it turned out they couldn't ignore the sales figures for two weeks. They they (laughs) shipped... Um, well, here's the thing. HP publicly said that they were really aiming this thing, this this touchpad, at a certain market segment. And uh, what what's the word I'm looking for? They didn't well, do that. <laughs> they said I, I they, give- they said that the, the, this was going to be for an enterprise. That that was really the the core segment of the marketplace that they were going to go for, yeah, and then the they shipped a quarter was, yeah, of a million of these to Best Buy. That's right, and the devices they shipped were in no way ready for enterprise use. They didn't have integration with Exchange Server, which you've got to have. They didn't have any remote control or um, kind of remote configuration utilities, which is what you want. And enterprise users, uh, you'll think the IT departments for enterprise users want. They didn't have any corporate applications. Um, they didn't have a, a, an established development space. You know, these things weren't ready for enterprise. So to kind of say that, you know, was a little bit silly, really. I've, I've, I mean, um, this, this was amazing to me. I, I was um, 
I was away with my wife this week. I've been on holiday this week, so we went down to London for a few days, uh, just the two of us to kind of kick back, see a couple of shows and that sort of thing. But obviously I was keeping up on um, on my tech news and that sort of thing. And I, I saw the story that said that Best Buy had 270,000 touchpads in stock and the best sales number anybody could come up with out of Best Buy was about, about 25,000. Uh, and that was not that was that was excluding return. That was including uh, excluding returns as well. Right. So um, you know the things were selling pitifully, and apparently Best Buy were turning around to HP saying, "You've got to take these back. We can't shift these, uh, and we're not going to sell them." Um, and I mentioned this to my to my wife. Um, you know, she's 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 an iPad user like like myself. She absolutely adores her iPad. And I, I mentioned it to her in passing, and then the day after. The news hit that actually they were pulling HP were going to pull completely out of the uh, not just kill the touchpad but they were pulling completely out of mobile devices altogether, including all their Palm WebOS products. Um, oh, and they, they were said also, more than that. And then they're also thinking about selling off their entire PC division. They're not thinking about. They said they are doing that. That, uh, they, now, that they, they are now, literally uh, getting out of the PC market. Yeah, which <laughs> we can. They're the let's, best-selling let's, PC computer maker out there, and they're getting out of that business. Let's 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 put the PCs to one side for a moment. We'll come back to that in a minute. It's an Apple world on, after all. Yeah, it's well, I an you know, world. <laughs> I saw I saw a headline. I saw a headline, and on uh, I I don't like to talk about TechCrunch too much because I dislike yeah, I, I dislike them intensely as well. Yeah, but but this headline did kind of sum it up. It said HP to Apple, you win. Um. There's been a, I wonder if anybody's a, told that to Microsoft yet and Google. Uh, but, or, or, or RIM. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't think you have to tell RIM. I think Jim, they're very well, well aware yeah, of but that. You know what? Jim Dalrymple over the loop, um, who I know is a friend of yours, um, and he hates RIM with a passion, and he particularly hates the playbook. He thinks it's a terrible, terrible product. And he had the same opinion of the HP touchpad as I did, that it's he probably did. the second best thing out there, but it needs yeah. a little maturity. But he posted today, he said, he said, I am stunned I live in a world where HP completely pulls out of a market after two months because they realize it's not going nowhere for them, and yet the playbook is still on sale. <laughs> it's, it's beyond the pale. It really is. It's, I tell you, this is, this is a real sight. I mean, in some ways, I kind of hand it to HP for having the guts to see, the, see, what, to see what, what writing on the wall they see and deciding that they're just going to cut the losses at this point rather than, you know, continue to throw money in it, into it. I mean, I, it, in, in some ways it's kind of sad because, I, you know, composition is, is a good thing. Uh, and certainly because, I, look, I used to use Palm products a long time ago. It was the first PDA I ever had, and I, I, I do have kind of a soft spot for them, you know. It's sad to see Palm uh, end up like this. Um, from from that point of view, and and it's kind of sad as well to see how HP have done this. The 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 news I've been reading today is that what they felt the failure of the touchpad was the hardware wasn't good enough. Yeah. Um. And that that under you know that underplayed the software play. Um. And the reason for that is the touchpad was already designed when they bought Palm, and they just kind of shoehorned WebOS into it. <laughs> and that, you know at that point I start thinking well. That was that's your first a mistake, failure guys. of leadership, right there. It is, yeah. That's that's an internal decision they made that's kind of torpedoed the product before they brought it to market. Yep, and they're not, they haven't got the, uh, they they clearly don't think it's worth worthwhile trying to come back with a product that's um, more optimized optimized for webOS. But Let, let's be honest. After I smash into the microphone, there, let's be honest. It clearly demonstrates a lack of vision within HP. To give up on something after 30 days that they spent billions with a B to acquire in the first place. And then the countless man hours between the time they bought Palm a little about, what, a year and a half ago to today. To completely throw it away after one week of dismal sales. That is just, to me, a failure of leadership. They they have absolutely no idea what they're doing, and maybe it's a good thing that they did get out of it because clearly they're completely inept. Well, maybe 
just to put the counterpoint to that, maybe the, they do have the vision. Maybe they've just looked at the market and said, you know what, this isn't a tablet market. This is an iPad market. And unless you have an Apple Apple logo on the case, you're not going to make money but, in this But then market. again, that's, that's short-sighted. It may be an iPad market right now, and it may be an iPhone market right now. But that's not the way it's always going to be. And if you're not oh. in that market, if you don't have a mature product, you're never going to be able to compete. So what that's do they do? What are they going to rely on now? Hardware as far well, as uh, well, I mean, enterprise. At, yeah, but but enterprise enterprise hardware is is a huge part of their business. Yeah. I mean it's the consumer stuff really doesn't make them a lot of money. Um and I think one of the reasons that PCs are going away is because the nobody except Apple can make money in PCs. Even that's, a, that's because they've been even, doing it for they've been doing it wrong for so long that they oh, don't understand exactly, what it works. Yeah, but but, the, but that's the whole point. Everybody except Apple does it wrong because but, nobody makes a decent margin on the product. I agree, but HP was in a unique position to be able to do it right. They could have got out from Microsoft's yoke in the in the desktop and the laptops by running WebOS. They had uh, arguably the second best tablet out there. They have a mobile platform. They had all the pieces to make a very, very strong run. I agree. And instead of even trying, they just went, oh, this is too hard, (laughs) and threw in the towel. And think of all the people that are losing their jobs because of this. I know one. You know one. That's that's, that's what what I'm saying when I say I feel bad for the, particularly for the Palm guys. You know, because Palm has Palm really has struggled for a long time, and um, to then go into HP and kind of think, well, at least you know we have the backing of a of an ultra you know mega corporation now, so um, we have a chance to turn things around. And then after a year and a half for this announcement to be made, is is kind of a kick in the teeth for them, and I I do feel bad for them. But you um, know, I'm not saying I, I'm I do, the smartest. I do, go ahead. I, well, I, I I do still think though. I mean, to go back to this argument, whether it's an iPad market or not, if you look at what happened with the iPod, the iPod once it took off and it dominated the MP3 player market, yep. and nobody else had a look in, and Mm-mm. plenty of other companies, including HP and Creative, and um, but that you know, was plen- always going to be a a short lived thing. Everybody knew, even um, at the time that the iPad was really exploding in popularity. That eventually, the iPod is going to be made obsolete once we have our phones with enough storage space and usability to have all the music on our phones. Nobody yeah. wanted to carry multiple things. Like last week, we talked about, um, yeah. you know, why the the Mac PDA is a stupid idea and it'll never happen. And I was right in that nobody wants multiple devices in their pocket. So I, that's, I think that's everybody true, but, but knew that the said phones that, the, were going to come along and kick the iPad's butt. Yeah, but the po- the point is the iPod, the iPod's been on the market for ten years and it's yep. still selling. I mean, oh, it's, sure. <laughs> let's face it, Apple Apple has no compunction about killing products that, that aren't selling, and yet you can still go into an Apple store today and buy an iPod Classic, yep. the, which effectively is an iteration of the two thousand and one original iPod. Absolutely. So. So what I'm saying is that they have dominated the MP3 player market for 10 years and, and effectively have locked it up to the point that pretty much nobody can make any money in that market except them. I suspect what HP have done is they've looked at the tablet market and they've said, you know what, this is the iPod all over again. Um, I, Apple are too far ahead now. They've got too many devices. They've got too much mind share in the market for anybody to be... Um, an equivalent competitor to them, and you know, and and the the failure of the Touchpad kind of illustrates that completely. And so they've decided to cut their losses early. Now, now that's a horrible that, business. Acumen. I, 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 All you'd I, have to do is look at how popular Windows XP was, and say it's so far ahead of everybody else in popularity and usage that no one will ever compete. And yet here we are. And Apple is kicking every PC manufacturer's ass and how much money they're making on every single Mac sold. The rest of the PC industry is going down. Apple Macs are going up. I I I agree with you that it's And that and the difference is lacking in vision and lacking in business. And again, we come back to leadership. The reason Apple is doing well is because they have people like 
I don't know, Steve Jobs, Tim Cook, those type of people who are leading Apple to the next phase of where that company needs to go. Nobody else out there in the PC manufacturers or the electronic consumer industry, and we're going to talk about Nintendo here in a second, too, uh, has that foresight. Can you name any of the board of HP? No, of course not. Nobody can. But they <laughs> but, don't have the, the point, fan base, the rabbit fan base Apple has had yeah, for 20 the, years. But if they were, if the, if the, if they were leaders in um, business, then you would know who they were. Because they would talk about things other than just their business. It's not just like, a business leader they need. I'm, I'm talking about leadership. Yeah, and there's a di- I agree. I'm telling you right now, David, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. Put me in charge of the WebOS division at HP. Give me $500,000 operating capital, and within two years, I'll make the HP, Palm, WebOS, whatever you want to call it, successful and profitable. They need a leadership that will come in, look at a hardware design, and go, this, this, and this are all shit. Change it. Yeah. They don't have anybody. It's all freaking designed by committee. Yeah, I think I think also they've been hamstrung by there are a couple of ex Apple guys who ran Palm, uh, and those guys no, those moved are, over to HP. Yeah, John well, Rubenstein no, and, and those guys, got, and I think those guys are they got still fired though. The shots. They no, they, got fired they now. No, they got fired before. The Web OS, he was fired off of Web OS a little while ago. And he Is was John Rubenstein not there anymore? I don't know if he's with HP anymore, but they moved him off of um, the division he was on. My mouse completely lost connectivity. I don't know what's going on with it. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to put GarageBand in the background to see if I can get it working again. Come on. Come on. Come on, mouse. My mouse isn't working, David. <laughs> uh, wait, there it is. Connected. Yay, it's working again. Um, love Bluetooth mice. Uh, and this is that, you remember, we talked about this a couple months ago, that um, the magic charger thing. Yeah. I've been using that, and I keep forgetting to charge it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Ju- Joe Rubenstein wasn't in charge of that division anymore. And maybe that's one of the reasons they failed so quickly. I don't know. But it just seems to me, if I was there, I could inspire people more than that seems to be happening now. I would not allow shit to get out the door that is shit. And I would make it profitable. Now, again, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but most of this stuff, to me anyways, isn't freaking brain surgery. No. The market for tablet computers is much larger than the just the iPad. And I love the iPad. I love Apple as a company. I love their products. I sell them professionally. But the market as a whole is larger than any one company. And companies like HP, who pretty much had everything in place to make a really good run, for them to abandon it this quickly is short-sighted and completely uh, proof of lack of leadership. Well, um, it'll be interesting to see how they perform now. And for $5 million a quarter, they can hire me and... Absolutely. I mean, let's uh, just before we. I know, I'm very I know happy at Max Specialist. Yeah. They're not going to get me away. Uh, I, need, I know we need to move on um, off off this shortly, but let's just come back to the um, PC side of the business yeah. for a moment. So um, they're talking about effectively doing what IBM did with uh, their think, with their ThinkPads, yep. where they sold them to Lenovo. Uh, you know, and, and Lenovo by all by all accounts making money i have a lenovo laptop myself at work um and it's pretty good actually mm-hmm. it's not it's no macbook air but it's pretty good sure. um but uh, apparently hp are going to sell off their pcs and try and do the same thing and kind of spin it off somebody else now now you made the point that hp are the biggest consumer manufacturer of pcs yep of lap- certainly of laptops going at the moment yep um and yet not profitable again, or not not profitable enough to to justify retaining them. Um, and that's because they keep looking at the profits that Apple makes and comparing themselves and going, "Oh, we're not doing as good." Let's be honest, David. If if you're a PC manufacturer, and at the end of the quarter you made one dollar of profit, guess what? You're you're not in the red. You're in the black. Everybody still has their jobs. People are buying your products. It's the it's this insatiable greed 
that is really screwing up a lot of things. Now, there's nothing wrong with greed in that, hey, we would like to make some more money. But I think there is something wrong with greed in that we're going to lay off all these people, screw up all these lives and all these communities, whether it's here in the United States or a factory in China. We're going to effectively screw all these people because we have a lack of leadership, we have a lack of vision, we have this insatiable appetite for one extra dollar. And that's where I think the the liberal leanings of Steve Jobs as a leader makes Apple a better company. Yeah. What do you put any stock in the argument that I mean Steve Jobs has talked about this post PC era era. Yeah. That that effectively tablets are where it's at and that's what's going to become the PC of the future. Yes. Some people are saying, well, that's why HP getting out of the PC business, because they think it's going to be a shrinking market. Well, that's fine. And, and I actually, if, if that was the only announcement, if, if HP announced that they're getting out of the PC market, I would say that was actually probably a good idea. But to effectively torpedo anything in mobile computing yeah. is a stunning lack of leadership. Uh, yeah, I, I guess, yeah. You could, you could. It's interesting they tied the two things together, really. Because and they're totally different. They're two totally yeah. different divisions. You could argue, you could argue, selling the PC division would then give you money to invest in the mobile division if you think that's where the future is going to be. And there's no question actually, that the future is there. I mean, yeah, but but to to sell the PC division and then also you know, knife the baby of the mobile device division at the same time. It's effectively saying, you know, all this consumer electronic stuff, we're done with that. We can sell printers and nothing else. Well, are they going to keep printers? I'm not sure. That's a lot of that is consumer. So I, you know, I've had a couple of people ask me, does it, what, how does this affect the, the printer market? Well, I don't know. Well, apparent, apparently the, um, uh, the, the printer division still makes nearly a billion dollars of profit a quarter, and the reason for that is because of how much they scalp everyone on, um, on ink, well, ha- inkjet refills. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's no, that's the, that really that's the strength of the printer business is the fact that you can sell effectively it's the razor model, isn't it? You can sell cheap devices uh, and then um, make huge amounts of revenue from the refills for them. And I understand that HP makes the majority of their money in the enterprise market but if you think the pc industry is volatile you don't know crap because that market is crazy and it's a lot of people who um it used to be the it manager these big companies would make all the shot call all the shots those days are long over no it's the finance director absolutely so if IBM all of a sudden slashes their prices across the board, guess who's going to get hit? Yeah. You know, this I, is, I think this is, this is a terrible decision on HP's part for all the reasons I've listed above. I think, look, I, I, I'm glad I have this little touchpad. I think it's a, it's a neat little device. And if it wasn't for the iPad, I would think it was freaking magic and one of the greatest things ever invented. Uh, but unfortunately I'll be, I'll, for HP, the iPad does exist. Yeah, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I'm out in the States next week. I'm flying out to Las Vegas on Saturday. And um, if Best Buy having a fire sale of the things next week, I'll probably buy one. <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, you know, it, it's a great little device to, to browse the Internet and look at pictures. And, I mean, yeah. effectively, for, for what most people use the iPad for, it probably the, this would probably do them just fine. Let me put the word out, Best Buy. $200, and I'll take one off your hands. I could probably get you one cheaper. <laughs> I could um, probably get you one for free, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, I didn't I didn't pay for mine, did I? And now we know why! <laughs> you know, I, I think it is... Is it... Do you think anybody at HP listened to the podcast? Could it... <laughs> Could it be my oh. fault when I said it's only 60% there, David? Am I responsible for all these people listening to Joe's? killed it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, with that, let's take our last break, and then we'll be back and talk about Nintendo. Apple, the final frontier. 
These are the adventures of the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Their mission to seek out new topics and talk about how amazing they are. To use soundboard in ways never intended. Boldly going where no person has gone before. Or would want to. What are you going on about, Guy? Uh, I'm just talking about the MyMac.com podcast. (laughs) And you can't do it without blatantly ripping off an old science fiction show. Look, folks, just go to iTunes, do a search for the MyMac.com podcast, subscribe, and listen to one of the most original-sounding Mac podcasts there are. It's only logical. Didn't Spock have a full head of hair? Oh, now you're just being mean. And it's the last and final segment of this week's Tech Fan, David. And uh, before we get started here, I want to remind people how to get a hold of us. The easiest way, obviously, David, is through email. Simply mm-hmm. send an email to feedback at mymac.com. And the reason it's feedback at mymac.com is because we're part of the MyMac Podcasting Network. In fact, that's my voice that you hear on all the different MyMac shows that says, <laughs> you're listening to the... Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's probably the easiest way, David. If they wanted to get a hold of you directly, what's the best way? Uh, well, they can email me at... Um, uh, David Cohen at mymac.com or uh, you can find me on Twitter I'm at David B. Cohen David B. Cohen that sounds kind of like you are going to be David is I don't know it's David B. Cohen it's like Johnny it is, B. Yeah. Good Dave, David Cohen was already taken so I had was to it really? David B. Cohen yeah. bastards <sighs> and what we'd really like is <laughs> some people to get a hold of us at our Skype number because I'm sure it'll work great for you is uh just use any phone really any any telephone yeah. call 1-801-938-5559 and leave a message we'll play it right here on the show cool we, we don't do that enough david we forgot completely last week yeah yeah we should uh, talk about that because we want to hear from our listeners and of course you can find me on twitter i am my mac m-y-m-a-c so, David, I want to talk a little bit about Nintendo. They came out uh, this last week saying that they're going to stick to their guns. What's worked for them in the past is going to work for them in the future. And there were some false reports out there that Nintendo shareholders were basically asking Nintendo to start <laughs> porting some of their games to the iOS platform. Uh, effectively, people with iPhones wanted to start playing Mario. And <laughs> as a fan of some Mario games, I would absolutely love that. That would be fantastic. Yeah, but it'll never happen. Never is going to happen, is it? Well, you know, Nintendo have had plenty of opportunities over the years to license um, license their IP to other platforms. And, I mean, Sega used to make their own hardware, and now that's all they do. So you see their games, Sonic. In fact... They've, they've actually licensed some of their stuff to Nintendo, so you can have Sonic and Mario at the Olympic Games. Um, but Nintendo have never have never wanted to do that. They've they were all the leaders in kind of locking down um, their developers to their platforms and making sure that they got a license for every cartridge sold and all of that. You know, it's very much part of their business model is to is to you know very strictly control the software that appears on their devices and make sure that their intellectual property is managed by them so i don't ever see them um doing doing things for other platforms unless they pulled out the hardware business which at the moment they're not doing i I don't really want them to do that do you well there's something about you know it goes back something we said before there's, there's something about the if you look at the wii for instance no um no independent developer or hardware manufacturer would ever come up with something like that and what they were able to do with the Wii was really build some really fun games that capitalize on the hardware advantages that platform has including some of their best love properties like like Mario um, and I, th- I think you know that again it's it's that ecosystem thing the fact that they control both the hardware and the software gives them you know a quite a unique proposition that um, that you know really does something for their brand. I mean, the, the Nintendo hardware and software is very distinctive and works together a particular way, and I think works very well for a core part of their market, which is children. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's. I was looking for this. Uh, let me see if it's cached. I'm looking for this cartoon that I saw that was absolutely brilliant, and I'm not finding it now. So I'm going to have to paraphrase it. It shows one guy with a Nintendo 3DS, which Nintendo just recently, what, they, they knocked it down to like 179 from 250 Yep. So they, they knocked a third off the price immediately. Why would you do that on a brand new product? Uh, maybe because it wasn't selling. <laughs> uh, and funnily enough, since they did that, it started selling very well. Very well. Imagine that. Under 200 bucks yeah. is always kind of the, that's the sweet spot. So, they have one guy playing a Nintendo 3DS, and uh, his partner sitting there with, ostensibly, an iPhone. And the guy with the iPhone asks him how the game is, and he's like, oh, it's pretty good, and blah, 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 and the game cost him $40. And the other guy's response is, well, that's great, I'm playing such and such game. And then the Nintendo boy says, well, yeah, but that game costs 99 cents, it's not as good as mine. And the guy with the iPhone says, yeah, that's great. I'm going to buy 40 games for the price of your one. Yeah, and and it, I, I did see that cast. And he said something like, uh, by the time you've finished your game, I'll only be 20% through my 40 games. Yeah. Something like that, you yeah. know. So he was talking about in terms of, you know, value. gaming hours. Yeah. Va- value of gaming hours. And enjoyment, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a good point there, David, and it's one that I don't think Nintendo really appreciates to the fullest. There, well, there is and there isn't. I mean, their games are very, very rich and have an awful lot of replay value. Certainly some of them do. I mean, I don't think I don't think we ever finished Super Mario Galaxy in terms of unlocking everything. Oh, God, I know we, I didn't. We played that thing for hours. Yeah. Absolutely hours and hours and hours and But they've got 25 up. years of game-making experience over Apple. Yeah. What's it going to be like to you? To... Yep. See, that's what happens when you bang the table with your knee, David. You, you mess up the recording and you get this big bang on your podcast. Just stop uh, it. So, so what's it going to be like when iOS developers... Look, EA is already saying they're making more money on the iPad than any other platform right now. Um, when you get very experienced game developers jumping on board with first-tier games on something like the iPad, I think Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony are in a lot of trouble. And beyond that, if you simply look at the curvature of um, the iPhone and where it's going as far as speed, capacity, blah, 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 the iPhone 8 which sounds like it's a long way away, but let's be honest, the iPhone 5 is probably going to come out this year. Uh, I'm yeah. assuming. I don't know. I don't have any inside knowledge. But let's assume that the iPhone 8, uh, 5 comes out this year, which puts the iPhone on a yearly refresh schedule. By the time the iPhone 8 comes on, it'll have the same capacity, and it'll be faster and more powerful than an Xbox. Uh, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I was, I was just musing on this this evening about about you know how... I was thinking about the iPad, actually, in, in terms of how Apple can develop it. And really, one of the problems I think Apple's going to have with the iPad is that the version 1 was so good yeah. that there's not an awful lot they can do to it to improve it, except to beef it up internally every year. Um, uh, there's some you know, things. I, I mean, yeah, you know, they, I would yeah, really like uh, controllers for my iPad. So, the, I, in essence, my iPad becomes my console. My, yeah, it's sitting I, next think, to me. I pick up a controller, and it's playing it on the TV. I think I think that will happen, but I don't think that'll be built into the device. That'll be separate. Maybe I I, I, I think I, you know I don't see them putting you know um, game pads or anything like that actually into the device. But who knows? The point is, is that really their principal focus is going to be improving performance, improving the screen display, uh, and probably the battery life. That's the way it's probably going to develop. There will be twiddly bits on the sides, but that's mainly how it's likely to develop. And you're absolutely right two, three years worth of development, and these things are going to be more powerful than computers we have sat on our desks. I think and companies I, like GameStop are in a lot of trouble. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I think GameStop's had seen the writing on the wall for a long time, to be honest, because everybody hates, in the industry, hates what they do. Yeah. Uh, the only the only people who like what they do are consumers. Um, I, I think there's going to be a bit of a middle ground. I can see the price of software on the iPad, the iPhone, the iOS devices start to rise up a little bit. Um, 
as those first tier developers really get into it in a big way. Um, but I don't think they will ever rise to the thirty, forty dollars you play for you pay for a, a DS cartridge or a, a PlayStation game. Um, I think Sony's got more to lose actually because they are they're also about to launch another handheld at that two hundred fifty dollar price point. Which um, looks really good, but oh, it's great! No, don't get me wrong. I love my PSP, and I'm sure this uh, the Vita. I like the idea of PSP. I hate the way it actually controls that little nub, and I don't have dual stick. It's terrible in those regards. I think I think the new one's going to be a lot better, but I think it's too expensive because I think the market's moved on now. Yep, one forty nine is where it needs to be. Yeah, exactly, and and this is what Nintendo have found. I don't think they're going to be successful at two fifty. No, um, and uh, the 3ds is the problem Nintendo's had really is the 3ds is just not a, as as fantastic as magical, um, you know, 3D without glasses is. And and really, have you have have you have you I don't know if you've had a chance yep, to play. With I the absolutely 3DS. have. It's it's an amazing piece of technology. Unfortunately, but, it gives me a headache after about ten minutes. Well, well, that's that's the downside. I think the problem is the uh, that and nothing else is not good enough. Um, they the, have no th- they have no third party support. No, that's that is, the one think, area that Nintendo's been lacking for ten years. Yeah, I mean, hi. well, that, in some ways, that's their own fault. Because oh, I absolutely, think, it is. I absolutely. think they've deliberately courted that strategy, yep. and the difficulty is they are now struggling. Um, to deliver quality software, which is is unusual for them, um, and and no, I think they are relying far too much on their core properties, and I think what they need to be doing is developing some new ones because Mario and Link are only going to take you so far. Yep. And there's only so many ways you can present those characters in different game types, and I think they need to be building new games. To be honest, oh, you know what I got in the uh, my email a week ago. I got a $50 gift card from HP to spend on their app store. I just, I just remember that. I picked up the uh, the touchpad as you were talking. I was like, oh, I've got 50 bucks to spend on there. So, Is there $50 worth of software in their app store? That, well, sure. That's worth having. That's a different question entirely. Yeah. Um, I, you know, yeah, this is no. <laughs> it, it is going to be interesting. I mean, the thing is for me, I, I, I see... I've got young, like you, I've got young kids, but but my kids absolutely adore the Nintendos. Um, now, my, my it's interesting actually. My son's he's eight. He's just in the last few months started talking about the Xbox. He's obviously aware you know, whether some of his friends at school have them or not. I don't know, but he suddenly starts saying, "Oh, you know, what games can you get on the Xbox?" Because he knows I have one. Yeah. So he says, "What what games can you get in the Xbox?" And there's and, a great uh, many children uh, games on the Xbox. A great there is, many. but the problem is, I think the advance, one of the advantages Nintendo has as a family console, whether it be the the, the handhelds or the or the Wii, is that you can pretty much rely on the fact that the vast majority of games that any kid will pick up for those platforms will be family friendly mm-hmm. whereas you can't while you can get very good kids games for the xbox you can also get you know call of juicy modern warfare where um you know it's full of swearing and and incredible violence and gore but and i the think that's it, the the strength of the xbox is that it's multi-dimensional whereas it, well, the it, nintendo it, it, stuff is a very core small group and here's the thing, they're starting to lose a lot of their adult users to stuff yeah. like iOS and Xbox I think, and I PS3. Think that's the, I think that's their real risk. I think their core sort of family um, gamer kind of credentials are fairly solid. The problem is, is how big is that market, particularly when it's being eroded by iOS, because a lot of kids are getting those devices now. Yep. Um, but and I, I parents, do, I, as one, parents, we look at that cartoon and say i can get one game for the 3ds for them or i can get 40 games on ios and yeah. even if even if 35 of those games are crap there's that's still five more games that are really good but you know what i do appreciate the fact that um if one of my son's friends gives him or loans him a ds cartridge to play that i can you know rely on the fact that it's very unlikely that it's get, that's going to be something that's age inappropriate for him that i wouldn't want him to see whereas what i will worry about with the xbox is that even if i controlled the software he played on it somebody would give him an inappropriate game and, and he would play it without me being aware of that um, so, so I, I kind of, you know, I think Nintendo needs to kind of find a way of straddling that. But I think their real risk is that they are not taking the iOS platform seriously enough. 
And with that, we're going to wrap up this edition of Tech Fan. We'll be back in one week with a new edition. Who knows what we're going to talk about, David? This this tech industry is so volatile. I mean, it really was two weeks ago that I was reviewing the HP touchpad, and I said I was going to have segments in the future talking about it some more, and I don't really see the point in that anymore. So we're going to look at another movie uh, probably next week for our second segment like we did uh, two weeks ago. And, uh, David, do you remember the movie that you had picked? Because you still don't remember, do you? I still don't. I'm not going to tell you because I actually remember. I'm going to let you find the email that you I'm, sent me. I'm so useless. There, there are some really good movies out there with tech. Um, you know one I would like to do? Maybe not next week. By the way, I'll, I'll give you a hint on yours. Asteroids. You remember oh, now? yeah. I remember now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh the, the one that I would kind of like to do as well is, and I'm drawing a blank on the name, and I really like this movie, um, Underwater, uh, The Abyss. The Abyss, yeah. Yeah, I think that's that, the technology that they present in that movie is very interesting as well. But I think, so, so we'll let the cat out of the bag. Next week, we're going to talk about Armageddon and the technology involved in space mining. That <laughs> should be fun. So, David, thanks for being here this week. Um, and uh, we'll see you next week. Cool. See you then. 